this is Amy Allen from the Dead Files, and you're listening to the Alternate Route Podcast. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, it does happen. Ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's hysteria! Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal. This is the Paranomaly Zone, your place for all things paranormal, unexplained, odd, and mysterious, and of course, all the good times in between. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, once again, again, by my co-host with the ghosts, Hmm, let's see, the frothy... Mike Carb, no, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the only thing frothy I got going on right now is my beer. There you go. Yeah. So, well, okay, that that makes a little bit of sense. I don't know why my throat and sinuses are a little frothy. I guess. Also. Yeah. Maybe that's why I thought of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Mike is uh, Mike is sacrificing his well-being tonight for yeah. our for our listeners. Uh, he is he is not feeling the greatest. So uh, yeah, I've uh, been but on he's vacation here for two weeks. Yes. Yes. You and have like half of it, at least, has been. Uh, well, when did we do Vergus? The Vergus Trails. I mean, I was starting to feel that was last. That was a week ago. It, you could, yeah, you could hear it in my voice then. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, you know, but you're soldiering through, man. You are, you oh, are, yeah, and, you're a trooper. You are dedicated to your craft yeah. of podcasting excellence. And yes. uh, here and we I'm are. I'm working on my second 25 ounces oh, of, God. Uh, of medicine. And <laughs> after that, I've got a bunch of 16 ounces. Of, well, um, you know what? We better fly through this episode then because you never know what Mike's going to sound like by the time this one is over. <laughs> oh, no. I've, I've been taking it pretty easy on the beer during the episodes lately. Yes, you have. You have. Yeah. yeah. You've been a good boy. You've been a good yeah. boy, Mike. So, yeah. But yeah, this is obviously the Paranomaly Zone. We thank you all for tuning in to help spread the word. Formerly the Alternate Route Podcast, now the Paranomaly Zone. Tell your friends to resubscribe uh, to the new feeds. Everywhere that they listen to their favorite podcasts, we are there. Unless you are listening to Google, because apparently that has still not updated yet. Um, so if you are listening to Google, you would not hear this right now until sometime in the future. Right. Uh, Google Podcasts, that is. So if you have a friend who uses Google Podcasts and they say, hey, where did my podcast go, my favorite podcast, then you can tell them. But uh, I've, I've been working yeah. on it. I've been in contact with people. It, Oh man, Mike, it's just it's changing names is frustrating, my friend. Yeah. But you know what? It's it's worth it. We needed to do it. We needed to update well, it. So here we I'm I'm staying are. in the background of that because yeah. okay. I don't know. I will share the whole things that, yes. that on the twit and everything that uh explain those <laughs> things. So but yeah, it's it's all good. I I did uh I asked my wonderful brother Steve today. What do you thought of the uh, the new name and the name change? Because I think we should have a little bit of feedback about that. And uh, he really likes it. Um, 
Okay, yeah, good. He thinks it'll be very good. And I think that's going to be the consensus between, you know, over. Oh, yeah. Pretty no. much overall. Um, I, I certainly hope so. And yeah. again, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but it really, I think the name really encompasses what the podcast is about. More so than the alternate route Absolutely. podcast it's, name. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. definitely, you know that we're talking about all things paranormal when you see the name. Whereas the yeah, alternate absolutely. route, you're like, eh, that could be any number of things. So yeah. wanted to narrow it down. I, I do oh, want to clarify something oh, I said okay, last night. Like, no, it's okay. It's okay. I did um, want to clarify. Well, not clarify. I wanted to uh, reply to a, a tweet I sent out last night about, you know, promoting tonight's show and the activities of the day. And I said I was going to go do a cool EVP session, Mike, at a yes. interesting locale. And one of my favorite locales, the whole park. The the yep, the Itasca Park burial mounds. Itasca Mike, you State know, park. now listen to this, and I'll say this as briefly as I can. I packed up a lot sooner than I intended to because the weather here, quite frankly, got cold. Really, really shitty. No, we got nailed with snow. And yeah, um, we did too, and it's it's still blowing right now. It's yeah. It's windy ass cold. And so I took off and it's you know nipply it, cold. It's like it is nipply cold. Um it's about a forty minute drive from my house to Itasca Park. And right. drove through some pretty crappy weather. Got there. And I was I was excited. I was ready to go. Then I started seeing all these giant orange signs that said hunting in progress. Oh yeah. And I was like, well, I'll still, I guess it's I'll kind of like our fear on at the Vergas. Kind of, man. <laughs> and then uh, driving along the road, searching for said burial mounds, I saw a um, orange-clad hunter carrying his rifle in his hand on the road. Um, I was like, okay, yeah, hopefully that won't be an issue. But then finally, the last straw, Mike, was. Multiple, no, multiple park <laughs> rangers driving up and down the road. And I, oh, I'm sure. I quite frankly kind of, I, I don't want to say chickened out, but I got concerned that they were yeah, looking yeah. for unnecessary people like me to not be in the area at that time. I could be wrong. And I then, think so. And then I, um, I also argued for myself to uh, just head on back home because it was snowing so hard and I was like, man, is this going to really kind of damage, not, well, not necessarily damage some of the equipment, but like the digital recorder, for example, is so sensitive. Sure. It would be picking up every flipping snowflake that landed on top <laughs> yeah. of it. Right. Um, um, if I was trying to film ourselves which or myself, which I was planning on doing, it'd be covered with snowflakes on the screen and Long story short, I, d I didn't get around to do it, so I yeah, apologize. I don't blame you. I apologize for that. Everybody. I mean, it, it if it was cold there as it was here. Oh, it or was. As it is here. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's ass cold. It is ass cold. It's nipply yeah. ass cold. Yeah. So yes. if, if asses had nipples, then you know how cold it is. So yeah. <laughs> and I'm not ready for this yet. Usually, I like to uh, keep um, concentrating on no snow before my birthday, and and that. A lot of times that works. It does. Well, yeah, <laughs> lately in the last couple of decades, you know, it hasn't been nearly as snowy as it was back yeah, in the day, Mike. My know. birthday's coming up. It is. Mike's, got snow. Mike is nervous about uh, his next birthday after I this birthday. Like I know. I, I don't like my next birthday after this one. I'm out of my 50s, and I, I don't know. like that. I know. I got it. I God. totally understand. Blessed America. <laughs> and then we talked about 
talked about this before we started recording, and I, I tried to soothe Mike's worries by saying, you know what, Mick Jagger is 79 years old and still out there on stage shaking his skinny little ass up yeah. there. So uh, well, Mike can do a podcast for as long as he wants. So. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's true. Podcast is the easiest part. Yeah, that's true. My job sucks. I mean, <laughs> no, I love my job, but... Yep. You know, uh, that's a whole nother doing it is shebang. I've so. been on, and on this two weeks that I've been off, uh, the pain is well, it's still there, but it, it's uh, it, it's not as intense. So, what I've been finding out is that yes, my job does very negatively affect my back and my pain and my well being, unfortunately, which really bothers me, but anyway. No, I understand, Mike. I understand. You know, that's why we are going to turn the Paranomaly Zone into an ultra-successful business where we can both quit our jobs and just focus entirely on this awesome podcast, right? Bullshit. Hey, (laughs) hey. Yes, but let's be positive about that. But, but hey, you know, (laughs) it's not always just a money thing. Of course it It never started as a money thing. It It, didn't. It did not. It just could be an added bonus, but there are non-monetary reasons that we do all this yeah it's called passion for the paranormal my friend yes. and you know what passion for just getting together and you know it's good to see you and talk to you every week and yeah, stuff absolutely. and, and uh, we talk all things uh, as we said unexplained and, the passion odd of and mysterious partaking, absolutely the uh passion of partaking or how no it's not partaking it's uh um uh, what word could i use i don't know um, imparting all of this to the listeners oh, that uh, sure. we love so much. There you go. Absolutely. I mean, the I mean, every one of the listeners that we have, that is a they are a passion. Well, and, you know, at the risk of, of sound, at, absolutely. At the risk of sounding cheesy, man, it's worth it just because I feel like we've gained uh, so many friends who are sitting oh, there absolutely. at home listening to us right now, Mike. Yep. <laughs> so it's like there are wow. people that actually enjoy listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> and how can we not appreciate that? Absolutely, one hundred percent. So, Mike. Let's uh, let's um dive into it here a little bit. Yeah. America's first, well it, it is widely believed to be America's first documented haunting, okay? We're right. going to talk about the Nellie Butler hauntings. I want to ask you right off the bat how familiar you were with this at if if at all before I, um we had decided on this topic to discuss. I really was not uh Really? See, I was um, I'm stunned that you weren't aware of that. Yeah. Uh you know, and, and then being at uh, you know, it's in uh Machiasport, Maine, and you know, my old uh well your stomping grounds, Maine, yeah. Oh, I you know, I love Maine so much. And uh to hear a good story like this from from such a beautiful place, it's it's awesome. Um yeah, but you know what I was thinking, you know, seventeen ninety nine to eighteen through 1800 is when a lot of this uh, was going on. That's not a whole lot of time. No. And can I correct you, though, Mike, as well? Yes. That's, go ahead. No, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not doing this to embarrass you and stuff, but that is one oh, thing no. I, I learned is that the Micaiah Sport is actually incorrect as to where this, oh, this, okay. took, this okay. took place. Apparently, this is like a legend that has grown for however long, but it, it's a... We'll, we'll we'll get to that in a second um, as to where this actually took place, but okay. it it's um, Sullivan, Maine, I believe. I'm thinking of Sullivan, Maine. That, that might be right, but it's a fascinating story, Mike, because mm-hmm. it it like it. Here's that word again. Encompasses 
so many aspects that uh, of the paranormal that just grab you. Yeah, it has it, it has does. it has the emotional context. It has the creep factor, and you know it has just the just the fact that it has multiple eyewitness testimonies to this. Yes, it's back in seventeen ninety nine slash eighteen hundred. But people still saw something. People still experienced something. Multiple people. We're talking like over 30 people, if not more. Right. And it, the fact and that the there's stories. that the spirit the, came through with. The clarity. Is amazing. The similarity in the stories. You know, it's, it's stuff that you just, you can't just put aside and just say, ah, that's fake right away. It's like, no, there's something right. to it. I mean, yeah, we get it. You know, eyewitness testimony. You, It's like the. It's not reliable in court. I get that, you know, but mm. there's still something to eyewitness testimonies. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, and especially you can't the more eyewitnesses you get, the more legit that it becomes. All right. In the winter of 1799 is when this uh, began, Mike, in the coastal town of Sullivan, Sullivan, Maine. Yeah, that's right, Sullivan, Maine. Right. I, I'm always happy when I kind of like uh, remember things correctly. Macaiusport. It was like a distance from. Yeah, yeah. It was it was yeah. it was a good jaunt, a good drive, um, or a good walk, whatever you want to say. But as we have mentioned already, the first documented haunting in the United States, and it was during this time where several numerous residents of the town claimed that they saw and heard the ghost of one Nellie Butler, a young woman who had died three years earlier. So that's fascinating already right right there. Multiple people claim to have seen the same, right. same And we've ghost. never heard the backstory on what happened to her, why she died, yeah, or how in, she died. It's very interesting. That's a good point. And, mm. you know, why, why three years after she died would right. this all happen? I mean, if this was a big conspiracy that everyone was getting together and say, hey, let's start this story. You remember that Remember that, remember that our neighbor three years ago passed away? Three mm-hmm. years after the fact, let's all get together and start saying we saw her ghost and we heard her ghost. I, 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 that's yeah. another topic altogether right there. But this was a mm. phenomenon, Mike. It was, it was a legit phenomenon, and it was recorded by a traveling preacher. His name was Abraham Cummings. Uh, Abraham be- Cummings. Abraham Cummings, and he believed that the spirit of Nellie was actually sent from heaven, an apparition that was sent from heaven. So I'm not exactly sure what he what he means by that, but he was intrigued. He was intrigued. Mm-hmm. He was sent there, and he recorded. He went on to record 31 separate eyewitness testimonies that he eventually collected and turned into a book. Now, listen to the title of this book. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, like it. Um, brevity is something that this guy uh, definitely was not familiar with. <clears throat> and I read. This is the title. Take a deep breath. Immortality proved by the testimony of sense, in which is considered the doctrine of specters and the existence of a particular specter. That's the title of the book. Uh, It's like, uh, dude, uh, cut it down just a wee little bit. Uh, We we get what you're trying to say, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Somebody should have told him, okay, now I'm, I'm going to give you some um, constructive t- criticism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just call it Nelly the Ghost. There you go. <laughs> Nelly the Ghost. And then be done with it. Yep. This other crap is just, yeah. no, no, you no, know, no. people aren't going to want to read it. No. And we're not talking about Nelly Olson from Little House on the Prairie. Nope. Another, yeah, 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 yeah. 
That's a whole other story all itself right there. This, this is a quote from one particular eyewitness. Her name was Mary Gordon. Uh, she was a resident of Sullivan at the time. Mm-hmm. And her quote starts as such. At first, the apparition was a mere mass of light, right. then grew into personal form about as tall as myself. Again, that is just so intriguing, Mike. Our prior mm-hmm. episode, we talked about uh, like orbs and uh, ecto-mist uh, any number of, you know, I, I hate to use the word faint, lesser signs of paranormal activity. We talked about the the possibility of them. Let, let's just throw out orbs, for example. The orbs being the, um, the very beginning of an energy trying to, well, how else can to I say manifest it? Like, to manifest. Our... There you go. Yeah. To, right. um, to a full-fledged apparition. Right. And that's something that you totally buy into, right, Mike? Oh, absolutely. And it's, I mean, I get it. I get it, too. And so this is fascinating that it starts as a mere mass of light and then grew into this form that, you know, over 30-some residents claim to have seen of this Nellie. But she also describes it as going through an entire transformation from from that personal form uh, where she explains that the glow from the apparition had a constant tremulous motion like it was like like uh like undulating or however you want to i don't know what word to put with that but um and then it became a shapeless form expanding from everywhere before it vanished and disappeared Mm -hmm. so it went through the entire um you know beginning as a mass of light you know to the shape of a of a being and then fading out Uh, it just disappears very interesting that's a lot of energy that's being utilized it's right a, there. It's a lot of energy, and plus, I think it 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 makes it gives it some legitimacy where, you know, this person, this lady, or whatever, back then at that time, um, she sounds like she's describing something that she's actually seeing. You know, where is she going to come up with this stuff back then to uh, make up a story where this this mass of light mm. goes through this transition? into a being and then fades away. I mean, it just doesn't seem like back then something would be described as that unless they were actually seeing it. I, I get what you're saying. That's a great point, Mike. You know, that yeah. It's 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 either she's being legit or she Mary Gordon is legit or she has the most wonderful imagination. Right. <laughs> Especially know? since, you know, it's it's the first documented ghost uh experience yeah widely believed to be like the most you know, know the first did, did like a group of people get together before putting this this story out like okay this is what we're gonna have to do mm-hmm. this is what we're gonna have to talk about this is the way we're gonna have to explain this looks like no it, it's just too it's it's just too spot on as it goes along they're explaining it as it happens that's what mm-hmm. i that's the feeling that i get and another thing we've talked about this in so many episodes you know when we were the alternate Rail podcast mike but what did they have to gain by creating this we're talking you know back in 1799 1800 and you know this book was published 25 years after the fact right you know that was still 26 years i i just i i I find it hard to grasp the point of conjuring up a lie about a yeah. ghost for what gain there's nothing they, that's there's one, no yeah. money gain you know well there is that long-winded 
title book. But that's what I'm saying. But they, I mean, you know, the, they still. didn't. They didn't get anything. Get anything from that? The you no, know. nothing. I, you know, there's nothing to gain from it, uh, except for telling a, a story of something that they they experienced, something they lived through. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it. That's the part that's always hard for me. I, I try to put myself in their position, and I, 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 it's hard for me to fathom just making up bullshit, yeah. just just to make up bullshit. Especially at that time where it would have been. Yeah, there know, wasn't Twitter back then, boys and girls. Yeah, you know? there was no Twitter. There was no <laughs> social media. There was nothing that that they could do to uh, expand this over over the planet. Mm-hmm. And and make a big uh, right. a hit out of this story. No, this was very I mean, localized. Very localized. Very, you know, um, you know. At that time, they were probably having a hard time f- figuring out who all they could go and share this with because it's so ex- extreme and yeah. and unbelievable. But mm-hmm. they need to share this story. But all it is is uh, you know local, you know. Uh, and then there was some, you know, like the book, and then there was probably some newspaper articles that came out and things like that. But, you know, uh, it, it's just, it's too big of a thing to make for such a small localized area. Yeah. For such a small gain. I mean, really. Right. For, for, for no gain. No you gain. Know. You know, more likely people are going to think, what, you're, you're crazy. You know, what do you, you know, you're daft. Hey, great. You know. Good use of the word daft, Mike. Good use of the right. word. <laughs> now, according to uh, English professor Marcus Labrizi, English professor at uh, University of Maine in Machias, uh, he, he actually studies Maine ghost stories, but this is a quote from Mr. Marcus Labrizi. He says, so many people saw the same thing and reported the same story. We're left with a case in which you've got multiple witnesses, a really convincing ghost, but then this controversy that hasn't gone away for more than two centuries. And that's another intriguing part, Mark, uh, Mark Mike, is that... What? You have never, <laughs> I've never ever you, screwed up my name before. <laughs> I know. I know. Mary um, Patrick just called me Mark. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Well, you know, I do have an older... My oldest brother is named Mark. So yeah, I, I, well, I'm not your older brother. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I forgive you. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Just don't call me Paul now or something. Or, you know, or Pat. Patty, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, that, that part is intriguing as well, Mike, is the fact that this hasn't been put to bed. I'm doing that in air quotes. Right. This hasn't been tossed out the window as a complete fraud slash hoax. After so long. After exactly. two centuries of... study breaking it down dissecting it you know it's still they can't dismiss it you know it's right exactly that adds a little bit to it to me it does at least it does uh oh yeah here we go not uh, this is the part of the article i want to to um clarify and not i'm not being rude mike as to you know correcting you when you said that earlier but (laughs) about where this took place but many ghost stories i'm reading this now Many ghost story books have falsely placed this legendary haunting in Micaiah's Port, about 50 miles right. up the coast from Sullivan. This misconception stems from the mistake, the mistake of a researcher in the 1940s, this Professor Librisi said, and has been perpetuated by authors and websites ever since. So it's good that we clarified that. So Right, exactly, yeah. So again, I wasn't being rude, Mike. 
I, oh, absolutely not. I'd... Don't be mad. Don't be mad. <laughs> now, in an effort to bring uh, this ghost story back to life, Labrizi, along with Dennis Boyd, tracked down an actual rare 1826 copy of the book. I'm not going to repeat the title. <laughs> That no. Abraham Cummings wrote. About Nelly the Ghost. Hauntings. Nelly the Ghost. There you go. I like that one. <laughs> and with the help of a local historian, they researched the family histories and found gravestones of people named in the testimonies. Now, one of their most intriguing finds, Mike, was a gravestone of a Mr. Captain George Butler. And guess who he was? He was, the, he widower, was the husband of. The widower, exactly, of one Eleanor Nelly Butler. Now, uh, Librizzi and Boyd uh, went on to compile their their research, and they put it together in their own book, 2010 book, The Nellie Butler Hauntings, a documentary history. I suggest everyone go check that out. Backtracking now, Mike. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay. Are you okay with that? You need, uh, to, okay. you need to take a deep breath? I'm already there. Okay. <laughs> uh, the story begins back in Blaisdell, in, a, in the Blaisdell house near the rocky shore of Tauntaun Bay. And we're not talking Tauntauns from the Empire Strikes Back. Everyone calm down, even though I am a giant I wonder who came up with that for the Star Wars movie, Tauntaun. That's great. I don't know. I really do, I really yeah, do not know. It just, it just doesn't make sense. It's kind George, of a stupid well, name. Well, George. Hey, come on now. George. Ah, that. look at that. Look at that Tauntaun. Well, one of the okay, one example, Mike, that I think of all the time, Patrick going yes, on because Star Wars rant, George, George, quite <laughs> literally, George, quite. I'm talking about talking about Mr. Lucas, he would quite literally just think of he'd look at any random stuff yeah. and say, Hey, that's a good name. I mean, there is no documented proof of this, but I firmly believe that the character. Bib Fortuna, who was like Jabba the Hutt's uh, right-hand man in Return of the Jedi, and he actually got murdered by one Boba Fett in the upcoming uh, Book of Boba Fett series that I cannot wait for in Disney+. Plus. Anywho, I can totally picture George Lucas. Around this time, his children were very young, probably needed bibs placed around them. Perhaps they enjoyed eating little tuna flavored dishes or tuna itself maybe the child made a mess and maybe george says oh do you need a bib for tuna do you need a bib for your tuna there you go name bib for tuna anyways moving on uh okay now let me expound on that i know uh, this is off subject but <laughs> um did i see this in a movie about this or did i i don't know. I read this or do i just know it just when, Frank L, when Frank L. Baum was uh, um, touting and uh, uh, peddling his book, The Wizard of Oz, where yes. he didn't have a title for it yet. Uh-huh. And he was in an office of the, the, I don't know who it was or what publisher, whatever, but um, he asked Frank L. Baum, well, do you have a title for this? And he didn't at this point. And he looked around and there was like a card catalog, the shelves, like in an old library where, you know, you'd have like A through whatever, you know, in each drawer, you know, it'd go through the alphabet. And the one drawer that he focused on was O through Z. 
Oh, no kidding. And he saw that and he goes, oh, yes, it's the land of Oz. Mm. The Wizard of Oz. I would not be shocked, my friend. And, and, and that's how he came up with the name Oz. Very good. I, mm. I, I buy True. it. Possibly. Did I make it up? Possibly. But no, I think <laughs> Google it. Look it up. <laughs> that's great. Did I make it up? Possibly. Very good. <laughs> no, I actually do remember that from somewhere. Oh, I, I, I believe you. And I believe that you don't recall where you heard it. So anyway, back on track. <laughs> yeah, as I said, uh, the story begins back in, in the Blaisdell house near the rocky shore of Tauntaun Bay. It was in the cellar of that particular right. house where this ghost first started to appear and most often took shape and, mm-hmm. listen to this, spoke according to all testimonies. Intelligently spoke. Intelligently spoke. Re- responded. Uh, you know, answered questions. It's like an everyday conversation with a living being. Claiming to be the spirit of Nellie Butler, the ghost sought to orchestrate the marriage of Nellie Butler's former husband, 29-year-old George Butler, to a Lydia Blaisdell, who was 15 years old at the time. Testimonies by members of the Blaisdell and Butler families, as well as Nellie's family, the Hoopers, state the spirit was relentless, visiting multiple times, and answering personal questions to prove its identity. I would like yeah. to know what those personal questions were. Absolutely. And, and originally uh, what Nellie had said um, uh, from the seller, the voice of her was heard coming from the seller saying, I am the dead wife of Captain George Butler, born Nellie Hooper. There and you that's go. That's in quotes. Right there. Wow. That's in quotes of, of what she said, and she identified herself as and introduced herself to these people that specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's fascinating, man. In 1800, May 28th of 1800, Lydia and George were married on Butler Point. We're talking about uh, George Butler and Lydia Blaisdell. Right. 29-year-old married to a 15-year-old. Yeah, very... Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Sick. Sick. The the next day, the ghost appeared and prophesied that Lydia would bear one child and then, unfortunately, die. This prophecy, this is crazy, Mike, which came to fruition 10 months later, Mm. actually echoed the same fate of Nellie herself, who died of childbirth when she was ah, 22 years old. That's what I was wondering about, the uh, right. backstory of what happened to her. Now, how sad is that? Now, if mm. if this is all legit and she died while giving birth, I mean, that's a very negative, sad way to pass. You can, oh, ima- you can imagine the energy being embedded where yeah. she passed and be- struggling to move on because it's not... I don't know. I don't want to say satisfied. It's not, it's not a happy way to transition by any means. Oh, absolutely not. It's yeah. So is she is the energy the slash energy or the energy slash spirit hanging around to forewarn others of their same fate out of as you may have said, Mike, earlier, out you know, out of a, a benign nature, out of a um innocent 
and gosh, I'm, I'm struggling to think of the term other other than, I mean, was it something that she was doing in a positive way to try and prevent more tragedies? Right. Well, uh, you know, I, I did actually see and read where. Did I sound like an uh, idiot right there? I, I oh, no, no, not at all. You're trying to come across with something that you're just falling yeah. very short of. I, I know. I couldn't pull the word. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't pull the word. Yeah. Um, there is a part of it that I did, uh, did see that, um, talking about benign and and friendly, uh, somebody had asked her, why does she appear and, and, and talk from the cellar from the basement? Mm. And she answered specifically, she's stays down there to not frighten the children anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much, uh, you know, uh, consideration and, uh, and intelligence going on with this, this haunting and, you know, to, to be doing that, to not scare anybody, but to actually be able to articulate. I'm thinking of benevolent somebody. What's that? You're thinking of what? I'm thinking of benevolent. I I couldn't pull the damn word. Very benevolent. Yeah. yeah. Benign, benevolent. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that, Mike. I didn't mean to speak over you so rudely. Oh, no. <laughs> but I did. No, that's that's what we now, do. Now, it's interesting, though, we're talking about this, you know, potentially benevolent slash benign nature of this energy, this spirit, because on the other hand, some right. people think, and it has been alleged that this spirit was actually malevolent slash evil slash had very... Yeah. um. Not so good intentions, yeah, and dare I say, demonic, Mike. I know Mike. That's one of his favorite topics: is demons and, and demonic uh, top. Yeah, uh, well, anything you know, of and, demonic and I, nature. I haven't reached any of this in my research with this, so I I am very looking very forward to oh. hearing about what the malevolent part of this is, because as far as I know, it was all very friendly and happy and. You know, kumbaya bullshit. Kumbaya bullshit. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell Mike has a cold because he's like, fucking kumbaya bullshit. <laughs> now, there goes the X for the explicit on this ep- episode. I dropped the X, uh, the F bomb. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That used to be Bridget's job. She was really good at oh, dropping shit. <laughs> Well, two minutes into the episode. <laughs> yeah. Ah, sh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> and, the, and we all be trading belches and all that good stuff, too. So we've grown a little bit. A lot. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, some, in the, some in the town, Mike, saw the prophecy as a sinister curse. Okay, Because of this and the meddling nature of the ghost, many suspected the apparition not to be Nellie Butler, but a demonic spirit because of its meddling right. nature. I mean, it's like, well, demonic and meddling, no, that doesn't really go. That sounds almost like more poltergeist type yeah. thing or something or, or yeah. just and like they also thought that because they could smell sewage well, and shit. hear very large fart, farting noises <laughs> okay. so of course they they uh okay. associate that with, with well, demonic where where was the bog of eternal stench located was that back in maine i don't know <laughs> where it was uh, others thought the haunting to be a hoax i mean no no surprise there and accused the blaisdell family of tricking george butler into marriage this is a quote from Professor Labrizi. He says, there was so much controversy. Lydia was basically labeled as a witch slash fraud. The family was ostracized. It was being pulled apart. And then the ghost suddenly comes back as this phantasmal creature of the Lord, singing hallelujahs and chasing down skeptics. Interesting. Very Mm. interesting. 
uh, to, to continue later on that year in August. It's, um, sorry, I lost my page. I am trying to fly through this right now. I don't want to read it verbatim, but we're running short on time because hopefully it yeah. seems seem, hopefully it was seamless to our listeners. Yeah. But we did record about up somewhere. we did record about forty minutes, forty five minutes, and then everything stopped. <laughs> we lost at twelve minutes. At twelve <laughs> minutes, it was, and so we're we're uh, kind of redoing this. So I want to fly through it as fast as I can. Large groups of people in that uh, the August of that year, Mike, large groups of people gathered in the Blaisdell cellar to listen to the ghost speak on religious topics. That's what I wanted to get to. Really? That part is utterly fascinating to me. Uh, we had you spoke and about, you and you and oh, you and you need to find the Jesus. That, that, That's what that Nellie's message from the cellar. Yeah, Mike is not <laughs> feeling good. I can tell. <laughs> Um, that's what we were, we spent a good deal of time talking about this, Mike, because it is so, it, it blows me away yeah. to think about oh, this being a possible This is, this is reality. unlike any other, uh, uh, ghost story, ghost mm-hmm. movie, ghost, you know, anything, mm-hmm. um, with, the uh, the energy and the, uh, the conversation that goes on, you, you don't hear about stuff like this. So this is very unique and very fascinating. And this is something that even you, Mike, as longtime listeners of the Alternate Route podcast know, dingy, ding, 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 ding. Mike is somebody who's just had, he's led a paranormal life. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But even you, Mike, with your I crazy, heard this story. your crazy paranormal experiences, though, you haven't had like an audible slash vocal conversation oh, back and forth. Um, where an intelligent spirit was responding to you, replying to you, interacting no. with you, and multiple people claim that this happened at this right. cellar. I've never had a back and forth, but I've had, you know, the voices to me, like, mm-hmm. like standing there by myself in the bedroom of that very haunted house and hearing whispering in my ear, like something was trying to give me a message whispering in my ear, but I couldn't make out what the words were. That was fascinating. I'm so jealous. But again, multiple people, large groups of people, Mike, are are gathered at this cellar of the house to listen to this ghost speak on religious topics. And listen to this. The apparition openly confronted those who doubted its, I hate saying the word its again, identity and holiness. The last time the ghost was reported, and Sullivan was in that same month of August when it followed a procession of 48 people from the Blaisdell house, 48 now, from the Blaisdell house to a neighbor's house about a half a mile away, according to Reverend Cummings. Its agenda was to confront a skeptic and show it was capable of appearing outside the Blaisdell home. At the end the of The amazing this, Randy was there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Standing in the crowd. God damn it, you threw me off track there. Yeah. That's... <laughs> now, at the end of this vigil, Mike, the ghost of Nellie, maybe Nellie, appeared before the crowd in a field and vanished from the town for good. And that is the essentially the end of the Nellie Butler hauntings yeah. legend. Listen, but just think about that, Mike. Speaking to groups of people about religious topics, confronting non-believers and saying, if you don't believe me, I will manifest, I will show myself in any number of ways. 
that even though it's obviously being seen already, but it's like I will show myself <laughs> down the road. What did it say? Half a mile they, they walked behind 48 people? Yeah, half a mile away to another house and said, I'm going to, you know, I will be able to appear outside the house of this Blaisdell home to this skeptic. Lo and behold, it did outside in the field. Supposedly it did. I don't know what else to say about that, Mike, other, uh, other than I'll ask you a question. Do you believe it? Okay. Do you believe it? I do. I, 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 I not a hundred percent, but I, I do have a high, high percentage of uh, belief in this. Um, there's just, I don't know. It just seems like I was saying before. Um, there, there's so much going on with this. Talk a little bit. Can you pull your microphone a little bit closer to you, buddy? There is so much going on with this. There you go. Thank you. At, a, at a at a time where uh, th- they couldn't have thought of what gain they could get from this. I mean, it, it, they're just telling an experience that they're having as it's happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the feeling that I get. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no. I, I just can't imagine a group of people sitting there in this in this house, like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is we're going to make people believe. And this is a story we're going to tell. We all got to stay on the same page. You know, that, that just doesn't fit here. Yeah. What did they gain from that? If that's what yeah. their agenda was. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. It, it sounds pretty legit to me. And, I mean, and also you got to think of too, that, you know, uh, um, uh, the uh, uh, thoughts and the, the the facts over a period of this many decades couple of centuries i mean they distort and they change over time sure, so who knows sure. what is actually original from that time mm-hmm. when this originally happened and how much was added how much was taken away well we are kind of twisted we are going so by the gotta, book though we are going by the book you know that the, is very true reverend so cummings never mind what i just said because well, we're no, no, going no, no, no. by something that was written well, no, no, no. At, at the time, your no, your argument is legit too, Mike. Because as far as the legend goes, yeah. I mean, just you know, hearsay right. could grow and expand, and you know, that it keeps the interest there. I mean, right. this story could have faded into nothingness if not for, oh, absolutely, if not for you know, people talking about it. So but it was big I, I enough get that. to keep to keep talking about and keep uh, mm-hmm. keep alive over these uh, many many decades. Yeah. And you know, forgive forgive us, listeners, if we did speak of this before. Again, like we mentioned, we had a had a collapse for whatever reason. Uh, but we did mention, if it was recorded or not, kind of the biblical similarities. Mike brought this up, you know, about the sightings of the Virgin Mary. You know, because I questioned him. I questioned Mike. Is like, can you think of any other like mass paranormal right. sightings like this? Well, and I'm trying to come up with the whole. It was, you know, the, the Virgin Mary that um, uh, that had appeared to the like the three sisters that uh, young girls that uh, it was in Lord's France, uh, the Fatima prophecy, all of that stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and there were so many people that gathered to uh, to see this um, vision of the Virgin Mary that they supposedly did see and and uh, uh there is a lot of other things that went with it and a fantastic movie made out of it. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, it's a very well-known story. If you, if you don't 
um, look up the Fatima prophecies. You know, when the Virgin Mary appeared, she uh, had had uh, uh, given some prophecy of things that were going to happen in the world and things like that. And uh, they came true. But the last prophecy that she she came up with, it was um, it was kept secret. And to this day, it's kept secret. And only like the Pope knows what that last <laughs> prophecy yeah. was. That's fascinating. Even I yeah. am not familiar with that, Mike. That's yeah. You, you need to look it up, and which would be a, a pretty good subject for an episode, actually. And the only reason I said even I is because I was raised Catholic, and I like forgot. Yeah. I've forgotten everything, <laughs> essentially. But well, not yeah. everything. It's, it's embedded in me in more ways than. More ways than one, and that sounded very sick right there. Um, you know what I mean. Mike's looking away. He's ignoring my sick joke. No, I, I am not. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, final thoughts on this, Mike, before we move on, before we do our uh, time-traveling excursion and come back for our one last take. Our one last take tonight is going to be, <sighs> it's, a, it's a new segment for the Paranomaly Zone. It is. Uh, uh, last episode we did, uh, we talked about the Travis Walton UFO slash alien abduction experience and we'd had our one last take on that tonight's one last take we're talking alien autopsy have you gotten a hold of travis walton yet by the by the way i i have messaged him i have not heard back so okay. <laughs> hey thank you for saying that though mike because we do have two awesome interviews lined up uh in the near future this coming thursday where yes uh, we do we've mentioned this one before uh dustin perry the awesome dustin perry from ghost hunters is going to be on our show for the fourth time but the first time on Paranomaly Zone, and it's going to be a Patreon video exclusive. We will release yes. the audio interview um, on the on the regular podcast feed. But if you want to look at just our Dustin's luxurious hair right. <laughs> and his yes. growing right. muscles, yes. uh, you will want to subscribe to our Patreon page and watch our video exclusive interview with Mr. Dustin Perry. And coming up yeah. in January, Mike, January thirteenth, it is booked. It's in in etched etched in stone. Talking to yes, Mr. Ron Moorhead. I am very pumped about this, and I thank you so much, Patrick. Oh, why are you thanking me? Well, for getting this lined up. Oh, okay, I got you. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, again, yeah. <laughs> Ron has been a guest on the Ultimate Raw podcast uh, twice before. Actually, he yeah. goes back to the Nonsensicast days. Absolutely. And uh, he is he is so cool, Mike, and so gracious. He actually says to me in 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 the um email exchange he's like just let me know if there's anything i can get for you guys and stuff and this is like, oh, oh my gosh are you well, kidding me does he have a book that he can sign and send us well <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um you know i i love getting books autographed books from yeah. our guests we have a few we have a few and ron has if there's anybody who has some awesome sasquatch slash bigfoot experiences oh to tell and share it is mr ron moorhead yeah. Whew, yeah. i can't wait i'm excited besides for besides the patterson uh, debacle. No, uh, not Ron, debacle. Well, you know what I mean. But yeah. Ron Moorhead is, you know, talking about interaction mm -hmm. and uh, oh, absolutely fabulous. And he has a voice for radio. Oh my gosh, his voice. Yeah, tell me about it. Wow. Oh man. And you know, and I don't know if you heard me, Mike, but I said I am happy for you because I know that you are super excited to talk with Ron. And I can't. I did not get to before. Yes. So. Uh, yes. Very excited. Those are just two examples. Uh, so many more awesome guests are yeah. they're being lined up, everybody. So and, and Dustin tuned. Perry, I just want to go back to that for a second. 
you know, he was so awesome on the Ghost Hunters episodes that he was on. But, you know, you kind of see him. It's like, oh, he, he'd, he'd go by a mirror in a haunted mansion and <laughs> yeah. he'd have to stop and fix his hair. <laughs> yes, he did. But, you know, he comes, he may have kind of come across as somebody that was very self-absorbed and mm-hmm. things like that during Vain. those episodes. Yeah. But this guy is pure, 100% genuine, oh. awesome. I and mean, genuine, he's, awesome. He's, genuine he's, positivity. He's real. He's positive. He's got, uh, I mean, the stuff that he does, you know, his uh, motivational speaking that right. he does. And his, his, uh, I mean, the guy is just absolutely fabulous and well worth having as a as a reoccurring guest on this on this podcast. Yep. You can't help but feel better about yourself after talking with. Dustin. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The guy is phenomenal. A pure positive energy. So we can't wait yep. for that. That's just a few, day, few days away, Mike. So we're looking forward to it. So, uh, hey. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, go check out our Patreon page. We'd love to see you there. As little as a dollar a month, you can have access to all of our exclusive episodes. You, If you want to pay $5 a month, you get access to all of our video exclusives. And that, that includes some ghost hunting videos yeah. that are pretty darn cool. We've had some uh, interesting EVP captures in our in the short span that we've been doing this since we started the Patreon yeah. page, Mike. And sure. It's all going to be growing. We add new content weekly. We'd love to see you guys there yeah. mike your final thoughts on the nelly butler hauntings to me it's utterly fascinating just on yeah. the fact that it is a mass sighting there's no doubt that it's utterly fan- fascinating and and there's there's too many things that 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 uh ring true with me that make it a very legitimate um a very legitimate issue uh it's something that has stood the the stand the test of time yeah it for has. storytelling and uh, uh getting the facts out there and keeping the facts in line mm-hmm. from uh, from when they happen you know and then we can talk about these things now after so many decades and 200 years and uh it's still yeah that's the thing fascinating and uh still a lot of questions that need to be answered so would you say would you say you're a believer, Mike, and when when it comes to the idea, just try and picture this in your head, the idea of a group of people, minimum 30 people, listening to a floating specter, essentially, speak to them and tell them this is the way, essentially. I'm not, no copyright infringement <laughs> there to, uh, yeah, to uh, the Mandalorian. Yes. But it's like, listen to me. You know, this is real mass sightings, yeah. mass interactions with a ghost. You're, yeah. Would you would you go out so far as to say that you just simply believe it? I do, because, okay. you know, as 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 big of a thing as this is for so many, so many centuries. The fact of and the of, of spectral beings and hauntings and ghosts, this has to be one of those things that you you have to take with a. Uh, uh, enough seriousness because it, it, it feels right. I mean, there's, there's, mm-hmm. it's uh, like I said before, it, it just, it stands the test of time of telling the story and staying believable. And why, why would it not be? Yeah. I, man, it's a tough one for me. I mean, I, I am, I am open-minded to it being a legit possibility I really am. And I, as I mentioned earlier, I struggle with the notion of a mass lie, 
you know, people gathering together just to make up yeah. a bunch of bullshit. For what reason? For nothing, right? Yeah. That's what gets me. It's Is it like foreplay before their orgy or what? I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. You oh, know, uh, uh, yeah. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> well, ho- hold on, everybody. Uh, thanks, Mike. That's been a fascinating conversation. Well, hopefully, fascinating for our listeners. Um, fascinating topic for sure. Maybe intriguing conversation for our listeners. That was intriguing for me. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to come back with our one last take. Yeah, we're going to dive into our thoughts on the infamous alleged alien autopsy video. I can't wait to hear Mike's thoughts on this. I kind of know where he's going to go with it, but it's always good to get it on tape. (laughs) On on tape. Yeah, man, there's a, I'm an 80s kid right there. Get it on tape. (sighs) All right, hold on, boys and girls. We shall be all right back. All right, we have returned after yet another successful time traveling excursion. Mike, I had a good time talking about the Nellie Butler hauntings. That's an utterly fascinating topic. Loved it. Nellie Butler. Now, one last take, Mike. It's time for one last take. I need to get like some music intro for our one last take. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. missing that uh, for the last few years, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, well, I could I could whip out uh, the really old, loud, obnoxious stuff, you know. Exactly, exactly. Five minutes alone and all that. I miss five minutes alone. I am <laughs> trying to get Bridget to appear on this show every now and then again mm-hmm. because that segment was created for her, for her five-minute rants. And, yep. you know, I get the Pantera music, got the Pantera music blasting for that one, you know, for the intro. And like you said, Bridget was very good at ranting for five minutes about whatever thing I was pissing her off at that moment. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think I can entice her to get back in here every now and then. That would so. be good. All right, Mike, let's just dive into it. Alien autopsy video, one last take. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was this, 1990? Uh, let me get some facts here. I want to make sure I'm not uh, pulling shite out of my ass incorrectly. 1995, 17-minute black-and-white film supposedly depicting a secret medical examination slash autopsy of an alien by the United States government. Released in 1995 by London-based entrepreneur Ray Santilli. And, of course, he presented it as an authentic video. Yeah. And it was a a video depicting the body of an alien recovered from the 1947 crash of a flying disc near Roswell, New Mexico. The film footage was allegedly supplied to him by a retired military cameraman who wished to remain anonymous. Now, before we get into some of the admissions that Mr. Santilli has made about the film, what are your first memories of this film, Mike? When this was initially proposed and thrown out there as supposedly legit, were you excited mm-hmm. about it or were you were you uh, suspicious from the get-go? Well, I had no suspicions because I was actually there when it was filmed. Oh, you were and, you. And I were you the I, alien? No, that it was actual, oh. an actual real event. It oh. actually happened. Okay, I, I did not know that. That's uh, I did not know that. Breaking news on the Paranomaly Zone. Mike was part of the alien autopsy. Film. Yeah, long before I was born. Wow, interesting. So, okay, all right, right. Well, but anyway, no, actually, um, you know, I believe that the alien autopsy actually did happen. Mm. It did, did, did happen. Right. 
but any film footage, any any documentation that that we have seen over the years of this alien autopsy, I think is is not legitimate. It's not real. So um, any any documentation. So so well, you're you're saying like, the cover. So you're saying the coverage of this alleged incident has tampered a has tampered a legit occurrence or i should say yeah. has tampered the appearance of this legit occurrence and making it as such that people believe it to be a hoax so you're saying the coverage has manipulated this right or am i putting too many words in your mouth right i think it actually happened it's just the the footage that's been filmed has been it's it's been faked. It's been oh, the footage itself has has been doctored. The footage itself has been fake, oh, okay. but the uh, the occurrence itself is real. It actually, I I believe it actually did happen. Okay, um, you know okay. the the most famous film footage, the documentation, the documentary of uh, of the autopsy being done. You know, you hear stories of it being. Uh, uh, what it actually was was a female with Down syndrome that was being autopsied, not not an alien, mm-hmm. which is a horrifying, you know. Well, that's a that's thought. A, a horrifying thought. And was it not also a female with? Um, oh, Mike, I can't I can't pull the 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 medical ailment where the heads are enlarged. What is oh. I can't pull that. Or there, yeah, like that. yeah, something like that. I, I, well, we should make sure we get that correct. I, I've heard the same thing, Mike. Right. I want to make sure I got that one. Hydro. I'm typing it in, boys and girls. Cephalus. And if that is something that did happen, where yeah, hydrocephalus. Where yep. Whoever was uh, putting this film together to uh, uh, as as a, a real thing, and they used the body of a of a, an innocent yeah person that's atrocious with down syndrome i condemn every one of those people absolutely that, that uh um perpetrated this whole thing yeah they but, can they can burn in hell you can say it, Mike. Can. Ugh, it's horrifying mm-hmm. but you know the way they the way they showed um like the 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 black lenses being taken out taken out of the the eyes and everything was very intriguing, but I just, I don't know. Uh, they, I think they mani- manipulated it in a way that, uh, um, that the best they could to get across their point and, and to uh, pass it off as real, because I'm sure there are a lot of people that believe that it is real, but in sure. my, you know, to me, it's uh, it's uh, faked film footage for something that actually did happen, and there is probably film footage of the actual autopsy of a real alien, but it's it's never been seen. It's been buried so deep that we'll never see it. Mm-hmm. So somewhere along the line, people have made up and uh, 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 faked film footage of this actual occurrence. And that's all we've seen is something that's been been uh, uh, made up. 
Now, that's very interesting, Mike, that you said that. Because in 2000, 2006, Santilli admitted that the film was not authentic. Okay? But, okay. but, and it's a big but, I cannot lie. <laughs> it was rather a staged reconstruction of footage that Santilli claimed to have viewed in 1992. But that same footage had deteriorated to such a point that it was, it was unusable by the time that he had made that film. He claims that a few frames from the original were actually embedded into mm. this autopsy video that was released. But, another big but, those frames were never specified. One question is like, well, which frames are legit and which ones did you mm. build and act and fake around the entire thing? It's, it's a classic example, Mike, of just giving you just a tiny, 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 right. teeny, tiny bit enough to keep the legend slash mystery going. You know, oh, absolutely, and yeah. and and that's uh, that's a huge thing with with all of this stuff. I mean, yeah, oh, of it's course. of course. <sighs> now, uh, just to clarify again and make sure that we're all on the same page, two thousand six, before the release of the film, there is there was another release here called Eamon Investigates and it's by a man named Eamon Holmes. Eamon Investigates Alien Autopsy. Now in his program Ray Santilli and fellow producer Gary Schofield or Shufield admitted that their film was actually a reconstruction containing only in their words a few frames yep I said that already of the original film that they had claimed to have viewed in 1992. In the same documentary, Mr. Holmes repeatedly refers, refers to the film as a fake, while Santilli patiently insists it is a quote-unquote restoration, maintaining it's a reconstruction of an, the actual alien autopsy footage he was shown. I guess I'm kind of re, uh, repeating stuff. Yeah, so, supposed alien artifacts are seen in the footage itself, yada, yada, yada. I'm wasting everybody's time not saying anything new. But I want to go on a personal level here, Mike. Finish out the show on this one. Okay. And you've already kind of said that you believe it to be fake, but it could, but it's based upon legit happenings. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And Ray Santilli says it's exactly that. He says it's a reconstruction. He says it's a fake film. And, and I did not know that beforehand. That I know that's amazing that you said that. I thought that was pretty darn cool because that's exactly what Ray Santilli claims it to be. It's a reconstructed film. What however many legit frames inserted into this uh, fake. Again, quote-unquote, fake. Fake. <laughs> I said frake because uh, I thought of the program, Jonathan Frakes, Jonathan who Frakes. hosted the, uh, he the, did. the reveal of this video back in the day. Uh, oh, what channel was it, Mike? It was a big deal because that channel was like the first one that started showing all these cool alien programs and ghostly mm. stuff back in the late 90s, early 2000s. I, I can't pull the channel. I can't pull a lot of things tonight, Mike, but um, Jonathan Frakes. How about, oh, Mike's having a stroke or something. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, 
my gosh, I hope you're, are you okay, Mike? Oh, my Lord, he looks like he's in pain. Coughing attack. Yeah, another coughing attack. <clears throat> and my German Shepherd is chewing on my hand. Oh, yeah, he wants to take care of you, Mike. He wants to take well, care of you. Well, she's doing it very gently. Uh, super, super lame joke. Um, Jonathan Frakes. Uh, it's it's um, another co-worker of mine told me this. That's a It's a dad joke type stuff. Back in the day, he's like, oh, so when, if Jonathan Frakes gets cold... Is he frosted freaks? I was like, come on, dude, really? Frosted uh, freaks. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. But oh, good. I personally remember Mike being excited when this film came out because I didn't, I, you know, to my untrained eyes and my intrigued eyes, I was like, man, this looks potentially legit. I mean, I was excited to watch this sure. footage. And when it came out, I was like, wow, that is fantastic looking. I'm not saying I bought it 100%, but I was open-minded to it back then. You know, nowadays I'm like, that nah, obviously it's fake. With maybe a few frames of reality uh, sliced in there. And I wanted to know your thoughts when it was first released to the public. And mm-hmm. I can't imagine that you were all in on it, but I won't speak for you. What were, what were your, what are your I, memories of that when it first became public or, or like I released nationally as far as the legitimacy of the film itself? Yeah. But, you know, but I've always had that thought of, I, I know this has happened. I know right that there has been autopsies done, Okay, but we aren't going to see it. Mm-hmm. We aren't going to see the footage. I mean, you know, it takes a lot to leak something like that that's buried so deep. Can I? Oh, oh, I just had another damn thought, Mike. I am sorry. I am very, very sorry. I, I do this. I'm very good at it. Let's just let's slice in our thoughts or one last take with this. On the supposed alien interview footage, Mike. I was I was just thinking about that before. Oh, great. Great. We, we got to this part here right now. So what, um, what were you thinking? You know. The alien interview thing, I, I have I have more belief in that than I do with the alien autopsy. Um, oh, you do? There, There is a couple of them that you see, that you can see. There, there's a couple of different um, versions of that alien interview. And one of them, you know, people think that, well, it looks very much like a puppet that's being manipulated and, and which I can see that, but um down deep when i have seen i think there's two of them two different ones that i've seen to me i watch them and i just get glued to it no it it's utterly um, fascinating and intriguing to very, watch yeah and and the message that this the supposed alien is is well, they're sending. us from the future. Yeah, it's that's the part that basically that that's the part that gets me the most that I'm that I'm most um uh, and that's something that I have thoughts interested of anyway. In. Oh, of course, and sure. And then to hear that, so I mean, it. I don't know where I sit on the alien interview footage because, like like you, Mike, I'm glued when I watch it because I I, right. I allow myself to kind of sink into the possibility that it is legit. People have already claimed that it is a hoax. I mean, that, that, that's, well, that's yeah. not new everything, news. That's not new everything, news. Right. Everything can be claimed as a hoax 
or everything can be, can be claimed as legitimate. Sure. And you know, you just, you have to pick and choose. And you know, I can't remember the guy's name, but, uh, one particular person has claimed to be behind it. Was it Danny Kay? Was it Danny Kay? Damn it, Danny Kay. Uh, <laughs> has claimed to be behind it. And he said he created it on his computer just for fun. That's what he said. I can't. I can't uh, remember the guy's name. But um, I don't know. I I enjoy watching it. I love the message. I love the idea. Do I believe it? No, I can't. Do I believe alien autopsy? No. But like you, Mike, I am very open-minded to the idea that that has happened and it right. was filmed. Where right. is the authentic film? Who the hell knows? Buried. It's buried. It's deteriorated. It's, it's gone. It's, it's buried quite... next to the uh, Ark of the Covenant in that great big oh, warehouse. Shit. You know, it's similar, it's similar to the Patterson footage and the fact that even though I believe the Patterson footage almost right. 100% as opposed to this, where I don't really at mm -hmm. all, but it's so well done. It is so well done, and right. it looks, I mean, it just looks great. It really does. It does. But that's, you know, 30 years past the Patterson film, where it's like, well, how the hell could they have pulled that suit off back in the day? I mean, my gosh. Right. Hey, that's another one last take thing right there, Mike, the Patterson footage. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, long story short, let's wrap up the show. One last take. Unfortunately, sadly, and not like it's breaking news, alien autopsy, alien interview footage for me, Mike, faked. How about you? Uh, the film footage that we, to up to this day, date, have seen are faked, are right. misinformation, yep. are uh, um, uh, not what they are purported to be but did it happen yes and another thing that's irritating about it just for the fact that footage like this films like this gain so much momentum and get so much attention and then everyone realizes that it's faked so guess what therefore yeah. Everything, Everything else is, is faked, yep. and that is so maddening. It's so oh, maddening. Yeah. Well, and there, that just goes to show how many closed-minded people there are. The same thing with yeah, – yeah, great Ugh. point. The same thing with – and I'm repeating myself to long-time listeners. The same thing with news stories that report their ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you know, the the bulbous masses of you know sea monsters, sea monster bodies washing up ashore – you know, yeah. what is this? Is this a prehistoric beast? And it's like, my gosh, it's all, it's a whale. It's a dead, rotted whale. It always yeah, is. With flesh hanging off of it. And, but yet, shit like that manages to get on the news all the time. And yeah. it just adds to it. It adds to my frustration. It adds to the, to the cynics, the skeptics. It adds to their arguments and say, see, we told you, you dummies. It's like, no, I'm not believing that. But any hoozle. Well, Mike, this has been, I just hit that very hard. I'm sorry, my microphone shook. <laughs> I get frustrated yeah. when I think about this stuff. Arg. Well, Mike, I've had a good time tonight, my friend. Uh, should we do yeah, a... Yeah, me too. We need to cut we... this down short so we can get a damn Patreon episode in. Let's do this, my friend. Yeah, I got pizza rolls waiting to make. Oh, let's do it. Well, we got a, uh, <laughs> we got a spirit box session and some cool collectible show and tell. It won't be a long video, but it will be fun. We'll get it out there. Yes, tomorrow at the latest. 
sure. Mike, this hey. has been a ba- this has been a blast. I can't thank you enough, buddy. I know you're feeling under the weather, so I appreciate it. Yeah, but this is worth it. Oh, thank you, my yeah. friend. All right. Well, until next time, boys and girls, uh, again, check out our Patreon page. Spread the word that we are now Paranomaly Zone, no longer the Ultimate Podcast. It has ceased to be, has gone on to join the choir invisible. Until next time, boys and girls, what do they all have to do, Mike? Well, everybody, listen close and listen well. I have a message for every one of you. And I want every one of you (laughs) to peace out. (laughs) Sorry. Bye-bye.